Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Chaos and Rocket Fuel, the Future of Work podcast. This is the podcast that looks at every aspect of work in the future and it's brought to you by Wanda. I'm Doug Folks, and I'm with Claire Haydar, the CEO of Wanda and Pattern. Claire, how are you today? Hey Doug, really excited to be doing this conversation with Josh Little. I've got some carrots and almond butter here, which I'm going to be munching on soon. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I know we're also going to be talking to Josh about pickles. But enough about that. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yes, that's uh, something for a little bit later in the podcast. Um, What are we talking to Josh about specifically today? So Doug, in this segment specifically, I mean, Josh is the CEO of a company called Volley. It's an amazing communication tool to enable teams to bridge that gap, which is created by Slack and Zoom, and just enables them to communicate in a very unique and and different way to what we see in our current tools. And so in this segment specifically, we're going to be talking about where and how companies can approach their communication strategy differently. actually really become very proactive in thinking through how tools today are either working for them or not working for them and move into a more evolved form of communication as a team. Yeah, we had a lot of lot of fun chatting to Josh. Let's see what he's got to say. And we're going to move on to what we sort of loosely term segment two, where we're going to look maybe a little bit more practically at practical applications. And again, okay. before we dive specifically into volley, and it's something that you have started to hint and, and talk about, is I just want to get your take on the various chat and applications that are out there. Things like Slack we've spoken about, Zoom, obviously, Teams. They're good to a degree. Where do you see that there is a deficiency in the ability to meet the needs of the evolving virtual team? Yeah, so let's let's um, put those in two buckets. A Slack or Teams is largely, and when we talk about those, we'll talk about the the chat side of, of those, right? And that's an asynchronous communication method. Essentially, you're typing to your coworkers. And you really have two ways to communicate. You can either type or you can talk. And, and Slack or Teams represent the typing. And I know they each have video calls. But then we'll put the other side, Zoom or the video call side of, of Slack in the other bucket. And that's talking. That's synchronous at the same time. So we have asynchronous methods, chat, email, those sorts of tools. And then we have synchronous methods, anything that's either getting on a Zoom or, or getting in a room. And both of them have their pros and cons. When we type to our coworkers, we're choosing to do something we're seven times slower at, and that is missing 93% of the communication picture. It's a very thin medium. So it's missing tone of voice, it's missing body language. And the classic example is we need to talk. Well, if you type that to someone, you're (laughs) going to either give them hives or get them excited. They have no idea what that could mean, right? We need to talk. Oh my gosh, that could be horrible. But if I say, hey, we need to talk, there's no mistaking that. You, You just got from my tone of voice and my body language, I've got something exciting and get ready for it, right? And for that reason, we need to talk to move work forward. And that's why 51% of a knowledge worker's day is spent in meetings because we need to talk to move work forward for all of the richness that exists in it. But the downside of talking is I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to get out of the flow of work. If you tap me on shoulder, I might have been writing the last line of the manifesto or the last bit of code to like squash this 
bug that we've been working on for weeks. You don't know what you're interrupting, right? So mm. the problem with talking is that it's interruptive and you've got to deal with all the technical difficulties, getting in the same room, meandering of the conversation, small talk. So neither is a perfect solution. That's why we bounce between meetings and chatting throughout the day. But each of them were consciously making trade-offs for them. Does that does that make sense? Each of them sure. have their deficiencies, mm. which lead to kind of why we've built Volley and we're trying to attack the middle of the problem, bringing the best of both worlds into place. Yeah. And, you know, Josh, for our listeners listening into this, I really do want to recommend on your guys' actual website, the volleyapp.com website, the article that you guys have written on your blog, The Space Between Slack and Zoom. It's a brilliant article because it visually essentially shows what you've just spoken us through here. And I love the summary that you guys have pretty much like halfway through the article where you said Slack's job is to write or share something with my coworker without interrupting them. Zoom's job is to talk live with my teammate without being in the same space. But what if I wanted to talk live without interrupting them? That's a new job. It's a new job. Yeah. And it's it's a perfect summary. So I highly recommend that article as well. Josh, here's the other bigger problem. Okay. So we've spoken about the actual realities of the limitations of the design of these tools that we're talking about. And in many ways, you can actually flip it around and say they're not deficient. They're actually brilliant at solving the one particular problem that they do, but they're spaces that need to be filled. The other big issue has actually got nothing to do with the tools at all. It's with the volume that we're dealing with. I personally am just so software fatigued right now, and I know I'm not the only one. What's the compelling case? Like, why why should I go and convince my team that we should use Volley? That's a great question. And I'm in the same boat. I think we all are, especially after the pandemic, we're like app overload, software fatigue. We hear it every day, like another communication tool. Are you kidding me? Uh, And so it's a valid question, but no one is software fatigued with tools that put money in their pocket. Like if you could download an app that put money in your pocket, you'd download it today and you'd use it every day. Like, it, of course, right? So we're, we're software fatigued for things that actually don't bring us value or that create more friction, right? And so hopefully the promise of Volley is that it can put money in your pocket. It can help you communicate better, increase connection and reduce meetings. Now, if you're not interested in any of those three things, you're probably not interested in Volley. Like if you want to just go about communicating in the old way, having as many meetings, then you're good. Just use the existing tools. But if you want to reduce meetings, if you want to increase connection between remote team workers and make it feel like you're in the same room, but not, and if you want to just communicate fundamentally better, then Volley might be something that you'd want to look at. But it's only if you're really interested in those potential outcomes. So yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm being vulnerable on this call because I think a lot of our, our listeners are in the same position. Like I love the idea of volley. I, I really find it compelling, you know, which is why you're on on the show with us today. And but the the thought of having to bring my team into it is even more fatiguing to me. But yes, my deal with you, Josh. <laughs> You've promised me a money tree. <laughs> So I'm going to try it. I'm really, really going to try it. I'm going to get my team into this because this, interestingly enough, this is the whole meeting thing is actually something that I'm genuinely concerned about. As a CEO, I see one of my primary jobs as being removing obstacles for the team to get work done more easily. And right now I would put in my top three obstacles, you know, internal obstacles, that is 
meetings is one of those things. They, they're absolutely essential, but they just really tiring us all out. And you can see it like the week just started today and I can see the team zoning out on these calls. I can see the team multitasking and not being fully present. So yeah. I'm going to give it a try and I'm going to get back to you with, with the results. Well, do, uh, but I, I want to make sure that I'm clear in saying it's not just downloading the app does not a a change in, yeah. in behavior make, right? You have to be willing and ready to make a mindset shift. The What we're finding is the creator-consumer dynamic, the 110-1 playing out across every workspace. Um, and it turns out that Slack is, is a communication tool that you can kind of hide in. You can write your your Slack message and look at it and edit that word and think about it. And you don't have to send it right now and you can just look at it and then you can, you can send it. Right. And you can, you can turn your camera off in a zoom call and, and multitask. You can choose your opportune time to, you know, poke up in a meeting and, and say the thing you need to say. Volley is very much a communication tool where you're going to be seen. And if you're yeah. not ready for that, it's not for you. And if you, if you have a culture, a team that, that, is more interested in just kind of hiding and getting through the day, it's not going to work uh, for the team. And, and we've seen that over and over again. But if your team is ready for something better and really wants to move work forward faster, then you might be ready for something like this. It's actually for that reason why I think we are ready. So one of the things that we've done in the company from day one is we've insisted that you can't be cameras off in a Zoom call. You have to be present. You have to be there. And the general sense of we need to get better at our meetings definitely is there in the company. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, as you've pointed out, and I'm so glad you've kind of said, you know, what are those early real needs that a company or, you know, like what's the fertile ground that a company needs to be in to be ready for this? I think we have that, um, but it's good. It's good that you've called it out because I think there are many companies that are not there. And that are not ready, which is why I wanted to chat to you specifically about volley at scale. There's a lot of very conservative work environments out there. And when I say conservative, I'm talking about places like healthcare or education where sensitive data is being dealt with. You know, there's very strict protocols in place, for example. That's what I mean by the term conservative. How does volley at scale play out in one of those type of environments, like a hospital group with 20,000 employees, for example? Well, that's a great question. And I wish I had a, a good answer, but my answer is it doesn't. Volley is really not built yeah. for them. And that's what we're finding. Yeah, you can, there are Volley accounts from teams at Facebook and Netflix and all kinds of cool companies and bigger companies as well, but it's, they're not ready. They're just not culturally ready for something like volley. They're so, meeting behavior is so ingrained. We've not even thought of these problems because we've not had a way to solve them. Therefore, we just deal with it. And we're so entrenched in meeting and now chatting behavior that it's really hard to break them out. So a larger company usually doesn't have the team that's that's ready to like really innovate to like really get after it to really change behavior and in order for a, a large team to use something like volley it's an all or nothing proposition everyone has to be on board if you want a product like volley to increase connection to reduce meetings you're going to need to replace slack with volley you need to be 
ready and willing to do that. And most teams, especially at large companies, are just not there yet. So Volley is disruptive. It is a new way to communicate. It has immense benefits. But what we're finding is that the only companies really ready to do this are young companies who are trying to do big things. Stakes are high. They're remote. Therefore, communication matters. The way that we show up matters. Every interaction counts. We're trying to move faster. For those types of companies, Volley makes a lot of sense. For a 20,000-person healthcare company, I just don't see it working anytime in the near future, unless you have a radical team and a radical leader with a ton of not not only uh, authority, but influence and a lot of gravity that could get a team to try to stand up and, and be willing to be seen. Because Volley is just very much... A, a communication tool where there, there's no way around it. You're, you're going to be seen. You're going, you, when you hit record, you better have something to say. And if you don't have something to say, go back to your Slack message. So if 20,000 is too big, wh- what are you finding is the sweet spot? Where is Volley really helping out? It's single digits, uh, teams less than 10 that are getting the most value of Volley that are tearing this product up. Startups, side hustles, so I hear almost every day, hey, I tried to get Volley to work with my team, but nobody wanted to do that. And, uh, but we're using it for my side hustle uh, because if you think about it, that recipe is right. Oh, yeah, your side hustle, you're not getting together. You do need to communicate. This matters almost more than your day job to get it right. And you are trying to do something big and maybe flip this into something you could do full time. Well, the communication need is much, much higher. And therefore, Volley kind of makes sense for those sorts of teams. So Josh, just a point of clarification, because you said something very provocative there. Okay. You're saying that for Volley to really work, a company needs to get rid of both Slack and Zoom? No, not Zoom. Uh, there are not still Zoom. really okay. good reasons to communicate synchronously. You know, we, we came out at the beginning of the year saying, Volley's the end of meetings as we know it. And, you know, cancel all your meetings and download Volley. But even the team at Volley, we have one synchronous meeting a week. But for everything else, there's Volley. So there is a communication spectrum that exists. And we all, you know, play along the spectrum, everything from sharing a link to a coworker to terminating a coworker, right? Across that spectrum. We know we're not going to schedule a meeting to share a link. And we also know we're not going to slack a coworker to terminate their working relation. We're going to get on a call or get in a room together to have that meaningful conversation. And then there's everything in between from like presentation to sharing documents, to interviews, to daily meetings, project planning, all of these other things. And there is a line, there is a break point between synchronous and asynchronous. And it's usually kind of in the middle of that spectrum. With Volley, we can move that break point much deeper into the spectrum so that you're doing things like project planning and sync ups and check-ins that would have otherwise been meetings as just asynchronous volleys. So there's still good reasons, time-bound conversations, emotionally charged conversations, you're going to need to get synchronous. You're going to want to talk to each other at the same time in the same place. Otherwise, things can go sideways too quickly. You shouldn't text a friend some emotionally charged. We've all done this, texted or emails, and we know, you know, you know you shouldn't send that email but you also feel the friction of like, uh, if I schedule a meeting for this, it's going to be even worse. So I'm going to yeah. send the email and, and I know I shouldn't. But yeah, for, for the, the small end of the spectrum, you're still going to need something like a room or a Zoom. But for everything else, there's Volley. And that's what I'm proposing. By replacing something like Slack with Volley, you're going to make all of your asynchronous communication, even the things that you don't think need to be you know, spoken 
they're going to be better. And we just did a, a study of 2000 remote workers and it was something ridiculous. It was like, I think it's 99% of them said that they have to clarify a message written in chat or an email one day because of a misunderstanding once a day. Um, so every day we're re-clarifying, we're, we're misunderstood. And now imagine all of the messages that go misunderstood that we don't even get an opportunity to clarify, that we don't even understand that the other person read them the wrong way, right? Um, so there's just a lot of a room for misinterpretation of a, of a written message uh, because it does, turns out it does matter, not just what we say, but how we say it. So Josh, I'm actually thinking of my my co-founder in the company right now as you're talking. She's visual. She's highly visual. She can't absorb information if it's not on the page in front of her. So like, for example, when we have Zoom meetings, she will not let anybody else handle the mural board if we're working in mural because her managing it actually helps her to absorb the information better. So it's her designated job. Is Volley better for certain communication preferences and, and learning preferences than others? Well, uh, you would think Volley would make a lot of sense for extroverts, you know, people who like to talk. Um, but actually what we're finding is it it levels the playing field. So introverts, largely, I'm one of the largest introverts in just about any room. I am almost silent in a meeting that I'm not running just because I don't know what to say. The stakes are high for speaking up. I don't have a good idea on the spot. I'm trying to manage what may be going on in the room. But for introverts, Volley is kind of the magic tool where everyone has an equal opportunity to hit the record button and I can take time to think. And that's what I need in a meeting. I don't know when some a person's going to stop talking, kind of like this podcast. You don't know when I'm going to stop talking. Therefore, you've got to think about your next question or where this conversation is going which means you're kind of listening to me, but you're kind of also not. You're in your head trying to think about where this might be going and who knows. I could just stop talking. And you, and that was two seconds of really, <laughs> like, did he really stop talking? I don't know what I'm going to say next, right? There's a 200 millisecond gap that we're all looking for in a conversation to cue me to start talking next. And uh, you, you never know when that is. So uh, I'll quote one engineer. He said, you know, my friends on WhatsApp or Snap, they think I'm funny. They think I'm confident, but no one at work thinks about me in that way because I just don't know what to say in a meeting. I just don't know how to stand up. Every time I like walk out the door and I think, oh, I should have said that. Oh, this is a good idea. And Volley gives me that ability. Volley gives me that ability to, to collect my thoughts and present myself in the best light. And that might just be a few seconds. Educational research shows us that just waiting three seconds in between a question and a response for a student creates a fundamentally better response with immensely more depth. But with Vali, you can take three seconds, you can take 10 seconds, 10 minutes if you need to, to, to think about it, do some research, and get back to that person. Because that's really what we want. We want the best response. We want to put ourselves in the best light. We want or the work to move forward. But I may or may not have the answer to your question while we're sitting eyeball to eyeball. And because of the stakes being somewhat high, especially as you increase the size of the group, I might have a harder time actually coming up with something that's that's valuable in that time and moment. So Volley just kind of changes that and levels the playing field. I know that's not exactly what you're asking, but that's what we're finding is this this might be the the zen communication tool for introverts
It certainly sounds very, very interesting and worth. I actually downloaded it today, obviously in doing a little bit of research for today's um, for the podcast now. So I just need to find some friends <laughs> to invite me, Claire. Me and you will do it. I was just going to say, Doug. Yeah, you you've got your friends at Wonder. You work with yeah. us all the time, so just you'll, just come. You'll on be in. my first. Yeah. You'll be my first friend. Okay. And that's all we've got for you today. If you missed the first part of our conversation with Josh Little, then you can check it out on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts, or on Wanda's website. That's wndyr.com. We'll conclude our chat with Josh shortly. From Claire and myself, we'll see you soon.